right, here we go. This is, uh, we're rolling here. This is it. Episode number 247 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson. I'm the host. Thank you, Circle of Heat, for letting us play your music there at the beginning. Uh, I get very excited. We've had, like, like I said, 247 episodes. Some people have been on four or five, I think even six times. And then people that I've been a fan of for a long time show up and come on for the first time, and I get super excited. So I'm not even going to hide that. Very excited to have you here, Robert Kelly. What's up, buddy? What is up? How you doing, man? Let me see that penis. That, <laughs> how, how excited are you? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, even if I was that excited. Come on, I'm in my 40s now. Um, it doesn't just I, I know, right? It takes, <laughs> takes two Van Halen songs to get it going. <laughs> Panama. That, that, what's up, man? Exactly. Uh you just got in town today. Welcome. I got in town today. I've been in this town many a times before. I've played the theater. I've done the arena. I've done that other club. But every time I come to this town, I hear about this club, Acme Comedy. Hey, you play Acme? Acme's the best club. Uh, Nick DePaul. That's the best club. I don't give a shit. It's the best club. That's right. If I could do I mean, every show, fucking it. <laughs> um, yeah. And he filmed a special here. He filmed a special here. I've been hearing about this club for years, and I told I, I finally told my agent around two years ago, I think it was. I was like, I'm not working there unless I work at Acme. Nice. So just ask if you can. If if he, if they say no, whatever the reason is, then we just won't do it. And then finally he came back. I was like, thank you. God, and I, you know, I'm, and I'm here, and I see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, what you were uh, not a full week, though. You were working someplace else earlier this week? I was at in uh, Phoenix. I don't know what a full week is. What is that? A lot of people. Well, a lot of people come and do Tuesday through Saturday. Who? Like eighty percent of the acts. Stop it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I haven't done a Tuesday through Saturday. Is that true, uh, Derek? Nick DiPaolo does a Tuesday through Saturday. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> you answered your own question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, all right. God bless those guys. I, I've i done it before. I've done a Tuesday through Saturday. I've done that. I just don't do that anymore. You don't do that anymore. I, I don't. It's not good for me to do that. Okay. Yeah, it's better for me, too, to do a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, and then, you know, have the uh, someone else do a Tuesday. <laughs> That's what happened. And Wednesday. That's good. That's how you cultivate talent. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how the next guy... Who's the next guy comes up? Very true. Who's going to do Thursday through Saturday? That's how he does <laughs> yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah. You'll see what I mean when you when you make it to the uh, office there. You'll see the schedule up yeah. on the whiteboard. You'll see. Right. Well, that's great. I'm just so happy that I don't have to do that. So I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, I've actually seen you perform live before. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Where? Where? That's that's the perfect question. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Where do, why do you when you say Las Vegas, it sounds wrong? <laughs> Vegas, baby. <laughs> there you go. That sounds bad. Las Vegas. Las um, Vegas. La, la, is it not now? I messed up myself. Where in Las Vegas? It would have been 2005 and 2006. You saw me twice. Comedy festival with Dame. Oh yes, yes. We did the uh, Celine Dion Theater. Yes, five thousand seater. I was there. Yeah, that was great. I was there. And that was the night when I uh, there was the head of Fox who was a woman. I came up to uh, fart in Dane's face, and I accidentally. F- it came out and trailed in her face, and I got in trouble. <laughs> backstage. Just a little backstage info. Nice. <laughs> know nice. that I cranked one out in front of an executive's face, and it was not, it was not well received. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was that, the, the Celine Dion Theater. Yeah. Yes. And then the year before, uh, was in a conference room, basically. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, the year before it was a smaller venue. Yeah, and then uh, after the next year was the Celine Dion Theater. I think uh, three shows or something like that. And that's you know it's so funny if you want some inside skinny. Yeah, the if you come out of the theater and you go right across the hall, there's two elevators, and they go to the top floor. When you get out of those, you need you need a security guard to go with you. You can't just get in these elevators, and you get to the top floor. 
And it gets to the top of the building. And to the right is the right half of the building. To the left is the left half of the building. Yes. And there's a guy there, security guard there too. And it's two suites, <laughs> the whole top floor. Oh, wow. The whole right top and the whole left top. So we had that suite. Just me, Dane, and Aldo Benny, three people, had this massive, literally, it had like a little, it had a, a fountain uh, like from uh, Scarface down the end of the hall, a full kitchen, 27-person dining room table. Dane's room was like the room out of Rain Man, upstairs, downstairs, overlooking the whole strip. My room had two cedar bathrooms, and I had a, I had a steam room, an eight-person steam room, eight-person uh, sauna. That you never used. F- oh, yeah, I used it. I used it the second I walked in. Oh. What are you nuts? <laughs> I got naked as soon as I got in and turned everything on. Of course. Um... Had its own pool on the outside, its own jacuzzi. Holy had shit. a twenty-person jacuzzi, its own lap pool on the roof. It was crazy, crazy. Holy shit! It was nuts. And we would go up there after, and there was there'd be a party. And of course, I wasn't doing anything because I was uh, I was not married yet, but I was seeing my girl. And uh, or was I married? I don't know. But I wasn't doing anything. But he would have parties with like thirty women. And, and and it would just be all Dane Cook types, you know what I mean? <laughs> I went, I walked out to the jacuzzi out of my room, and there was just like eight Iranian girls naked. Oh. Just rubbing each other down. I was like, isn't this against the religion? <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I locked myself in my room like a, like a scared, like there was monsters outside. It was crazy. Too much for you. Well, that's why I'm fat today. <laughs> that's why I started stuffing feelings, you know, if, if I can't go out and be with eight Iranians in a hot tub, I'll have a cake. <laughs> you know what happened one of those years is we were, um, I have, uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but I was telling you when we, uh, before we started recording, I had a radio job. Yeah. And I got to know, you know, the comic Louis Anderson. I do know Louis Anderson. So I got to know Louis. <laughs> I love that you brought him up like he's a local favorite. <laughs> you mean the famous <laughs> fucking holy shit comic Louis Anderson? Well, you know, yeah. That Hi, guy. Bobby. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so good on Toriasm. <laughs> I just wanted to call you up and say so. Have you seen me dressed like a woman? <laughs> Am I funny? <laughs> no, they don't think I'm funny. Want to come funny? back to my room? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Sweet guy. Sweetest guy in the business. He absolutely is. Yeah? And one of the sweet things he's done is he hooked me up with the tickets. Really? To, the, to those shows. From the radio show? Uh, well, that's how I got to know him. And we exchanged numbers. And I'm like, hey, we're going to be in Vegas. Right. You got the connections. Can you... Uh, you and, and he, he did. knew the man, uh, what's his name? Barry Katz. Barry Katz. Yeah. Yes. I tell you, after Torgasm, my phone, I'm coming back from a crap gig. And uh, I'm just like, what the hell? And uh, my phone rings. And I, I don't know what number. It's LA, California, wherever the hell he is, right? Las Vegas. Some number, I don't know. And it's Louis Anderson. He's like, hi, Bobby. It's Louie. I just want to say how fantastic you are on that show. And, I mean, I just love you. So great and charismatic. Compliment after just the sweetest guy ever. He's like, okay, buddy. I'll talk to you. I hope to see you again. Unbelievable. That was it. And then I saw him uh, last year at the at the uh, Fox upfronts because we were we still uh, we were doing sex drugs and he was doing uh, baskets. Yeah. And he was just sitting there, and Dennis Leary sat down, and I walked over, and I, I, I said, hi, Louie, and you know, told him about that thing, how nice he was. And he's like, oh, yeah, and then he just starts smashing Dennis Leary. Oh, yeah, Dennis, you need more money, right? Yeah, yeah you and your truck commercials. Every, every day I hear, yeah, you got to get the Ford 50 luggage. And Dennis was crying. I was dying. He was really? Just, oh, it was great. Louie busting balls. Busting balls on Leary. Wow. Of all people. I would never expect that. Well, there you go. That's, that's why he's funny. Well, I want to say that um, yeah. when you're talking about the uh, eight uh, Iranian girls yeah. uh, naked yeah. waiting for Dane, um, we were- I didn't per- say that. You added that. Okay. I said they were just in the tub. They were just in the tub. Massaging were, each other. They were waiting for soap. Yeah. Waiting so all those, for something. All those comments, does Dane get- uh, No. Listen. 30 girls. Okay, <laughs> and they're all smoking Elevens, and fat. You know, I was skinny back then, but well, that would explain why when they said, uh, "Hey, if you stick around after the show, we can do a meet and greet, and you can meet Dane and the guys." Yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. Who they who? But you know, here's what I used to do after the show, though. I used to get backstage passes, and I would go find all the kids or the people handicapped people, and 
and the other guys would give it to hot chicks, I would find these people. So if you ever saw like a person person in a wheelchair or some little kid or like, you know, a lady with one eye and a Dane Cook Sufi shirt <laughs> and this chunk of hair missing, I'm the one who gave her that backstage pass. <laughs> so if I saw you, a thin motherfucker like you back yeah. there, just, hey, where's Dane? I would have gave you a pass. Oh. Yeah, I would have gave you a pass. Yeah, just a ginger with fucking good bone structure. I would have gave you a backstage pass. You would have been there with a one-eyed old lady who likes cats and a child. You would have been that category. <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> Swapping stories? Uh, no, they just go, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, who who let Ron Howard's with AIDS in here? Bobby. <laughs> we told you to stop letting people in. Uh, uh, what's I, up? Oh, I got to take a shit. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife and I watched uh, your special that's oh, now on Netflix. Really? Yeah. How long have you been married? A uh, year and a half. Nice. This is the second marriage. Oh, okay. Well, let's see how it works out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> year and a half strong. Okay, strong. Yeah, okay, strong. data time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'll meet her tonight. Oh, probably. great. Awesome. Yeah, we'll come to the show. Um, so we watched your special, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know what? This actually says a lot about what maybe she feels about me, because... Uh-oh. Well, let's say the name of the special was it's uh, live at the Comedy Underground. Village Underground. Vill- Village Underground. Yes, Pardon sir. me. Village Underground. Yes. And it's very good. Very funny. Yes. I'd never watched it. Thank you. I apologize for yeah. that. I finally did. Um, the parts where you started talk- where you were talking about uh, pushing your wife into a puddle. Yeah. Yeah. My wife almost fell off the couch laughing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and, then she- and then I go, well, why was that so funny? Well, I think about that sometimes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, do it. I think uh-huh. about that sometimes. You should do it. Yeah, I remember me, I, that joke came from when me and my wife first met when we were dating. We were at the movie theaters back in Boston. We're both from Boston. And it was packed Saturday night. I mean, loaded. And there's these bushes. And then behind the bushes with the glass with the movie theater. And it was just packed. There's just people just everywhere inside, you know, just these big windows. And she was pissing me off. We were joke fighting about something. I go, I will fucking push you. She goes, go ahead. And I just, with, before she got to go I pushed her right in her chest plate over the bushes. Just saw her feet sticking up out of the bushes. And I looked into the theater and every single person was dying laughing because they, they just saw her fucking comfortable Ugg sticking out of a bush. <laughs> Yeah, do it. I did it in a snowbank too one night. We'll come out of my grand my, my grandfather was dying. <laughs> We're coming out of the hospital, a snowstorm. And it's me, her, and there was this uh old black nurse lady, old black lady coming out. And she uh me and me and her were walking. I saw the snowbank and I just fuck I just pushed her right into it and she fell into it. It was so deep. She went down on a knee and the other knee, and then it was, she was just up to her neck in snow. And this old black lady went, "Oh, look at you! Get stop messing around." She got mad at her, <laughs> and I was like, "I know, right? Get out of the snow, you moron!" I, she's like, "Me, it's him!" She started screaming. She was pissed. Yeah, God, it was made me laugh. You got to be careful pushing somebody into snow because then they have uh, ammunition to get you back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what that's what being married is all about, is get, waiting your time to get the other person back. Yeah, she's gonna, I'm going to come up. She's going to be blowing Dan Soda. Yeah, you think that was funny? Remember the snowbank incident, you cocksucker? Bob. I'm, Are those even? Bob, I'm sorry. Whatever voice he does. <laughs> Bob, hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> The macho man. I don't want. I did not want to do this, Bob. <laughs> um, yeah. I wrote down a few notes from watching the. Uh, Good man, write down some notes. Yeah, that, you did some homework, uh, dude. I do tons of homework. All right. Yeah, because I uh, making up for the two times I dropped out of college. Two times you got married. Two times and dropped. You had twos. Twos. You try to do shit once. Do it right the first time. Yeah, just just. You ever think... heard? Is that a saying? Do it right the first well, time. Well, how about don't quit? Don't quit. Yeah, see. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, well, I'm living that. I'm certainly living that. Uh, also, yes. In the you and I have been jo- you've been joking a little bit about uh, that a shit on deck. Yeah. Um, farting in a baby's face. Yes, I, working yeah. it out, working the gas out. I. That is something that everyone should be able to relate to and I think can relate to. And I love that shit. Very Yeah, funny. I got yelled at in New York. <laughs> I was I was waiting at a red light to cross the street and I I was I had terrible gas. I had 
gas. I was literally going into like Dwayne Reed and you know CVS's and just r- letting it rip and and seeing how bad it was. Like just watching people go. You know, for a fart to be bad enough where somebody verbalizes it, to make somebody use their, the the English language. Just from the smell, by themselves. not the sound. Yeah, just the smell of what? Just a, It's quiet. You're in the makeup aisle. <laughs> you let one rip. And then you just hear this, this, this girl go, what the fuck? And it's your ass. I mean, I don't know if there's any power stronger than that. And then... <laughs> So I'm sitting there, and I'm letting these rip, and I, I was at the red light, and it was so bad. And this lady, par- she literally just, just annoyingly, like she wanted to go through the light, but I stopped because I don't want to hit by a car. So I stop, and yeah. she stops behind me and almost hits me and just stays there, doesn't even move the baby. And I let it rip right in its face. And the noise it made was like a bugle. It was like it was like Miles Davis. It was almost jazzy, like a mini... A mini Ripperton song, like beep, 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 <laughs> little, beep, 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 whatever the fuck, and loving you. Oh God! And I just remember she went in a, she went in a child's face, really, <laughs> sir. And I just went, don't park your baby's face in someone's asshole, you yeah. loon. Uh huh. You know. And I just, all my jokes. This is the thing with me. All my jokes are, are pretty much ninety nine percent of them. Or things that have happened. And I know a comic saying, it really happened. It's just, you know, and I'll take it on stage and and play with the actual story of it and add detail to it and have my thing, whatever my thing is to it. But yeah, that, that's, I don't sit down and, hey, I'm going to write today. I'm writing. I'm, I'm, I'm writing all the time. You know what I mean? So somebody does something, somebody says something, I'm writing it down and trying it out and seeing if there's something there. And, you know, that joke, both of those jokes stem from real things that have happened or real situations. And then I just enhance them to make them funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, I love joke writers, um, but I love when you people take all aspects of jokes. I hate when somebody's just one thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I like when, you know, I like to take, you know, hide my punchlines and tags inside of a story. So you think I'm just talking to you. I like that type of comedy. For sure. You know, not to say, look, I like joke writing. I like set up punch. Gary Gilman's one of the, my favorite comics, you know. Um, oh, yeah. He was on that bill, too, in Vegas. He was. Yeah. yeah. Me, Gary, and Jay Davis. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, that's great, man. I love that. I love that that happened. I I, uh, I got yelled at to make you happy. <laughs> <laughs> well worth it. Yes. Uh-huh. I thank you. Yes. <laughs> Sincerely. Yeah, there's a joke off my first album, Just a Tip, um, where I remember me and my wife was on the couch, and we were snuggling, and I was in, I was literally, it was in the morning, it was a Sunday, I was in my tidy whities and tube socks, and we were watching TV, and we just had pancakes, and I wanted to just fart to be cute, and I shit my pants. And I literally hit her with it. She felt it. And she was like, did you just, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I think I, and I just turned into, I didn't know what to do. I just turned into a two-year-old. I was like, I think I poo-pooed my pants. I go, I don't know what to do. She goes, go, go in the shower. She, you idiot. She's just screaming at me. Then like, I'm in the bathroom. I hear her on the phone with her mother going, he shit his pants. <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that uh, you're talking about relationships and gives, how do I say it? It makes couples that are watching you yeah. then talk about that stuff? Uh, absolutely. There's nothing better when someone comes up to me and goes, you're, he's you. Or she's you. Or we, we're you. Yeah. That's, that's what you should. That's, that's your job, is, I think, as a comic. For me, my style of comedy is if they're not relating to it, then it's not, you know, I don't know. It's just, I didn't, it, it was too obscure. I don't know what the fuck it was. People, people laugh at my shit because it's, it's real to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I mean, when you get people belly laughing. Yes. Somebody can laugh at a joke. Ha ha. Ha ha. But when somebody's going, what the fuck? It's because you're telling their story. Yes. 
you're up there and they're like, fucking honey, we do that. That's, oh, he, that's, that's, that's when, for me, is when you're getting hard laughs. There's a difference between a good show and a what the fuck was that. You understand? Uh huh. What the fuck was that? Now, of course, you get into details. You know, is that hack? Is whatever that fucking personal shit is. But, well, I don't like that. But when you know when somebody's annihilating, Mm -hmm. just fucking stepping on people's necks and not letting up, people's faces are hurting. Physically. Yeah. You're physically hurting people. I think that's the style of comedy that does it. The, I know uh, I've gone to a ma- amazing the what the fuck was that show yeah. when I leave here and my face hurts. Mm. When you can feel how much you've been laughing, physically feel how much you've been laughing. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the type of show I like to do. We, here's what I'm going to I can back you up on the relating and how where you're like that's him or that's me is we're I put on your special last night I'm, we're sitting there I go honey you uh, I go I really want to watch this uh, this Robert Kelly special is on yeah. Netflix I'm gonna watch this before I talk to him tomorrow oh I'm like are you okay with that or I need to go downstairs are you gonna watch this with me I'll watch it first 15 minutes she was on her phone yeah. not looking at all and then something you said caught her attention and for the next 45 minutes right. she had the biggest smile on her face was laughing as hard or if not harder than right. me was so into it and taking it all so to heart uh, so to heart that she I wrote down her quote okay. she said you're not this was for today she said you're not allowed to tell mean jokes about me because I think she was like, "That's that could be me, that could be you, that yeah. could be us." Oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she didn't want me to come here and give all the examples of right. her in these situations. That's great. Yeah. Good man. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. Yes, I love that. That you know, that, I, I think that's great. You know, when you're actually when you're getting to people. You know, you ever go to a comedy show and you don't remember a word? The fuck? Yeah, it was fucking funny. You're laughing. You don't remember one fucking thing that he said. Right. Because he he didn't affect you. It wasn't personal. There wasn't. It was funny, but you weren't with him. Yeah. But when you go home and you're like, "Fuck, that guy, we that thing that he said about you know uh, farting baby face or you know oh my god I want to hit you in the face and hope something kills you. I wanted you dead. Yeah. And I always felt bad about wanting you dead. Yeah. And I never (laughs) wanted you dead for more than ten to ten seconds. Yeah. But I thought you know. That's, you know, that's, I think that's medicine. That's the medicine. Yeah, I like that. That's the medicine. I like when that. People, people, laughter is medicine. That's when it's the medicine. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think laughing. Ha ha, I feel better. But you don't. When someone says, you know, I did this joke about liking my ass eaten. <laughs> and you understand how many guys are relieved that there's a fucking alpha male guy from Boston admitting that he likes that. It's okay. Uh-huh. Like, it's okay. I talk about wanting to get hugged by guys because it feels better. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm not gay. I love my wife. Yeah. And, the, you know, and I can't tell you how many guys, just men, come up after the show and really? go, give me a hug. Yeah. Because, we're, you know, when somebody talks about, dude, if you're a guy, guy, and you're hanging out with these other guys, and there's another guy that you kind of like and you're relating to, and he talks about getting his butt licked, and you're like, me too. You're like, I'm not such a freak. Yeah. I'm not such a weirdo. I'm not such an ant, you know. That's that's our job. I think that's when it's we're doing crazy shit when you make somebody feel better about themselves because they don't feel shitty because you just talked about it in front of 200 people. Is there is there because you're so open? There's probably nothing. Is there anything that you're still holding on to? Like I still I still can't share that. Um, no. I mean, you know, there was one joke my wife told me not to do, but I did it. I think I did it on the last album where. Uh, what was it that she uh, blew me on a rock for an ice cream? <laughs> oh, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you say yeah, that. Yeah, that's a true story. She, you know, it's like, so the whole <laughs> the whole philosophy behind it was like, you know, be you. You never know who you know, and and women, you know, be slutty, be you. If you want to do it, do it. Oh yeah, you're 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 saying you know if she wouldn't have been a whore that night, we, yeah. If my I, wife wouldn't have been a fuck a whore that night, we wouldn't be together. Yeah, she wouldn't have a house. <laughs> And a kid. Think about the consequences, yeah. people. <laughs> Think about it seriously. My yeah. Max, little Maximus, wouldn't be here. Yeah, she would. She might, you know, she might be back at her mother's house living with her brother in the fucking basement if she didn't, you know, wasn't such a whore that night on a rock. 
for an ice cream. Not even a good ice cream. It was yogurt. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if it was, if she, it's so that, you know, that really happened. And she was like, don't tell anybody that. Too late. Do not tell anybody that. And there was one other thing that she told me not to tell anybody. I lost a vibrator in her vagina. <laughs> and she told me not to talk about that. But that was in the last special, too. I just, it was too funny. It was like, I, because. <laughs> I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was, and the noise. You know, I had to turn into like a heart surgeon. I had to go, I had to go and do it. It was like doing open heart surgery down. So I, um, yeah, but not too much. I mean, I, you know, the one thing on this special that I'm working on. It's so funny because specials, you know, there's guys that just wail them out, and they have their, you know, their formula. And they just add topics and subjects to that. Yeah, I'm really not there yet. I'm I'm still figuring it out. I'm close, but where know, are you on working on uh, new? Special? I have a new hour. I have over an hour. But what happens with my material is that it's very raw, and then it gets tight, and then it goes away, and then I move on to something else, and then I go back to it. So the hour that I had for the last the True Story tour. Uh, I got it tight, and then it, it, it it's then now it goes away a little bit because I wrote some new stuff, and the new stuff's different than that stuff. So the beginning and the end are very similar, and the middle is a little different. And it's you got to keep going over. It's like woodworking. You gotta you gotta keep chipping away and polishing it and seeing if it fits and banging stuff in and taking it apart. And sometimes you chip a piece of wood and you gotta throw it out and. You know, it's all figuring it out and fine. But you're also you're also changing um, psychologically. I'm also evolving as a human. My son's getting older. I'm becoming a better father and a better husband or worse husband, you know, depending, you know. Uh Uh, How old is your son now? My son's four now. Four. So it's, you know, this stuff always is changing, you know, and. You just keep working at it, keep working at it, keep working at it, polishing it, and you—you know—it's the hardest thing in the world. But, um, you know, it's—you know—that's the only way it's done for me. Is you know, so like this, like last week Thursday night show, I hadn't done an hour in a minute. Uh, you know, um, I was doing fifteen minutes, twenty minutes sets. Okay, I was just. I was ask working you that. on my just for laughs nasty show set that I'm doing. Oh. So I just did that, and it was annihilating. You know, it was the it was literally my opener and closer, and then one joke in the middle. Okay, to do a twenty minute set, right? It was like 18, 20 minutes. So then I go and I put the rest of it in, and I was lost because I was so used. So it took me uh, Saturday night. I finally put it back, the piece back together. Oh, wow, and. You know, there is. It's a weird thing. I have like 20 minutes of jizz, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, wh- what am I going to cut out? And how do I, I have to find the way I said the joke at the beginning before it became a joke. Because I have to, it's like you find this little piece and then you put all this shit around it to make it a joke. And then you have to polish and take stuff away to make it. Uh, real again, yeah. So that it fits in, you know. This this tour that I did is is true story. It's it's true things that happen. It's based on you know a friend of mine says true story all the time, and then I, you know the true stories that I have are pretty fucking outrageous, yeah. and you know, and there's some philosophy, there's some tech stuff in there, um, some tech stuff, a little topical, yeah, yeah. Just I think that. I think that technology is taking away our men. I think technology is taking away, uh, and we never get stuff that we need. We get a new iPhone every six months, a new Samsung. We get all this, a new television network, a new way to download, a new way to waste our fucking time. But people in wheelchairs are still using their hands. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, It's like... You have a. You could go buy a drone at CVS, but a fucking dude has to get mittens with no fingers, <laughs> and to get upstairs. Yeah, I mean uh-huh. his wheelchair should do that. Yeah, the battery on his wheelchair should be the one in the Tesla car. It should be crazy. Bat- and, and then I go. Of course, I go into the bathroom. Like man, like I, I hate that we men still piss like farm animals. 
Like we really do. Like I, I'm sitting there going, there's got to be a better way where I can have some privacy and not feel like a, a like fucking a, a cow next to other cattle in a public restroom. And it's just a public restroom. There's, you know what I mean? It's yes. like what a fucking nightmare. Hey, since you brought that up, let me throw some. I want your opinion on this. Yeah. I was recently at a uh, was at a bar. And I went into the the restroom there, and it had the urinals, like you know, three in a row. Yeah. The guy next to me had his phone out like this. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to look over to see what he's looking yeah, at. Yeah, but that's but the problem. Is he fucking taking pictures of yeah, me. Yeah, he is. What is he doing? He's taking pictures of you, little fucking redheaded <laughs> uh, third tour on Iraqi mule. Whatever, whatever weird penis you have with a white helmet. Just a red, red shaft. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, dude, you should say, dude, put you. I, I, was so, I didn't say anything, but I thought I got to get out of here as soon as possible. Put sh- your fucking phone away. You should have a, we should have stalls. It should be some type of stall. There should, and it should go all the way up to the ceiling and down to the ground and around you a little bit. You <laughs> should have some privacy. It's fucking literally. And there should be, you know, a, an iPad on the wall. Have some noise, yeah. a little background noise. That deafening, quiet sound of guys trying not to look at other guys' cocks is mind-boggling <laughs> to me. I agree. So, <laughs> it, you know, have a, you can have an iPad on there, listen to news, watch something, have a little music, buy a ticket to the next show. Yeah. You know? I'm so relieved when they even just have advertising above it. Something to look yeah, at. Yes, something to look at. Yeah. Something yeah. for me and the guy next to me to look at. Yeah. Separately. Yes, yeah, so you don't have to fucking that <laughs> desire to look at his cock goes away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you know. Yeah, put uh, a neck brace on so I can't look. <laughs> I have a uh, yeah, I have a whole bit about that. I talk about technology like robots. We're gonna be fucking robots. You know, which is crazy. The yeah. reason but there's like, you know, porn. Porn is free. And no, there was no newscast. There was no parade. There was no, I didn't even see anything on Facebook. Porn just became free. And I remember what, I, I'm 46. The, the lengths that I had to go to to oh. masturbate to pornograph, porn, like a, a, a I, I masturbated to a photo, like a magazine. Uh, were like they? We, in, were they? I'm curious. Were they in your house or were they in like a neighbor's or friend's house? Because in my situation, they were at my friend's dad had the kick-ass collection. You had to. You had to become a thief to jerk off as Completely. a young boy. You had to become a pervert. You had to. The desire to masturbate had to be so bad that you had to. I mean, it's just not, you. And then the, when video came along, you had to go to a store and rent it. The nerve. The buildup to walk in and go to that weird back room, grab that tape, mm-hmm. and risk it all, you know, to walk, to get that, to go home, and then you put it in your fa- family's VCR. Your family's VCR. And, you you know, to sit there, it's like the kids nowadays, it's like, do you know, the, there's, uh, my dad's story was, I had to walk a mile in snow. Dude, I had to jerk off to a photo. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I gotta write that down. That, That's funny. That someone's el- someone else's dad already jerked off to, probably. Yes. Yeah, I, re- I remember going to uh, Jose's house, and Jose's dad had the kick-ass collection, and they would be they were in a box. And if you want to take some out, I mean, I'm sure you can relate. You take them out, look at them, but then you don't want to get caught, so you have to put them back. You have to try to remember, like, like I'm sure his dad didn't remember the order, but we sure as hell were going to get him the exact correct order. Get that fold back, like the cover might have been folded over. Get that fold staying in there so it doesn't look like anybody looked at these. Well, because, you know, it's so crazy. And you understand, before there was, before technology with, I mean, movies, porn were on film. You had to go to a movie theater. Yeah. I mean, imagine that. Imagine with technology when it was, when guys who wanted to masturbate to a pornographic movie. I mean, you had to go to a theater and masturbate with other dudes. <laughs> the 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 it's crazy. Yes, it's nuts. How like to muster up that type of courage to go up to a window and give me one, please? Do you? Yeah. Do you remember? Did you? Was there a day where you walked in and bought your first like tape somewhere? I, I bought. Well, when I went to New York City the first time to a peep show. 
I was just dumbfounded that you could, for a dollar, put your head through this hole. Remember that Madonna video where there was a peep show? Yeah. I, that thing, I, I would get so horned up as a junior high kid watching yeah. that thing. It's like, crazy. I can't I mean, wait to go to one of these. Are they real? The sex was nuts. Yeah. Sex was nuts. But that's all technology. Yeah. The sex industry went ballistic in the 70s and 80s when that tape shit when they could when when they could put porn on that little screen stick it in a box with a chair and hire a guy with a mop <laughs> yeah yeah crazy i know but now you think of those all those places are dead now you don't you don't need to do that anymore because you couldn't get porn at here it's all dude right here yeah. and not some of it all of it yeah all of it all of it Every single thing ever made, and not the whole thing, just the part you need. They literally whittled it down. Yeah. They're literally taking, like, I think that this is the part you need. You don't need, hey, you don't need, where are you going, mom? I gotta, they don't need that part. You need mom. Can you, I'm scared. Well, me too. You need that part. You When's the last time you saw credits in a porn movie? <laughs> Oh, last time I liked the mother in the movie. <laughs> Had to find out her name and fucking Google her. Get all her movies. Get her out. Is she on IMDb? So <laughs> funny. How I change you know, genres all the time now. Back in the day, I was kind of like this for a long time. Now I'm up and I'll go fucking up and down and fucking, you know, mom, sister, brother's friend's sister, you know, babysitter. I just heard uh, Howard Stern talking about that recently. Stepmom. Yeah, he's he's into some weird stuff too. Yeah. yeah, not weird, but you know, I think yeah, he's into he he actually he, I actually watched one of these called Stuck Videos, where the girl the woman gets stuck trying to crawl through the window like she forgot her key, so she gets stuck, and then the two stepsons find her stuck, and they're like, "Help stuck. me!" You look, and they, she treats him like shit, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you want to treat us like shit?" And they, you know, it's like what? <laughs> yeah, I watched that one time, and I was like, "This is too nuts. This is crazy." <laughs> You know, I need a video at the end of it for them to. I like when they're at the end, they're sitting on the bed, and it's like, "Oh, how was it? Oh, it's good to fulfill that fantasy. This is my husband." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like lets me off the hook because <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't want to be a total creep. I want to be like, "Yeah, me too." I just, just, I was just yeah. <laughs> the first one that I went to buy was. Um... Like again, you said about like the you know getting the courage actually going to the store with the back room. Yeah, it was called Shinders. I don't know if they had Shinders where you were. We had a store called Shinders. It was like baseball cards and stuff. That oh, I, I would... thought that was a porno on Shinders list. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So baseball cards, comic books, front of the store. Yep. Porn in the back. Yep. And I turned 18. I went down there, wow. brought a friend. I was yeah. so nervous and embarrassed, yeah. ashamed. I don't know. No, I didn't want ashamed. anybody to see me. Uh, so I sent my, I stayed at, like by the baseball card, sent my buddy in back with my money and he came back with the movie Robin Head. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. You know, everybody who listens to this is, they literally just went and started going Robin Head. <laughs> it's, it's real. I promise 19, you it's real. 19 guys are going to jerk off to that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just know that in Minneapolis, there's going to be a trending Robin Head. <laughs> Hashtag Robin Head. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, it's 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 crazy. I mean, I think we should give all these, you know, they give the millennials a lot of crap. We should actually applaud them because they have all this smut in their fingertips. They you should just be catching kids masturbating Good point. everywhere. They still go to work? Some yeah. go, they to, go to work. Yeah, you school bathrooms should just be just hearing What are you doing? Get out. I mean, they don't we, you know, it's almost so available. It's almost like that's why I think they should make weed legal because I don't think people would do it as much as if it's legal. I think making it bad is what makes it people want to do it. Once it's not bad, yeah, and it's just there, you know. I mean, these kids, you think that, dude, if porn was free on a handheld device when I was 13. I wouldn't have left my house. Right. I would have just been home all right. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And think about it, when you and I were 13, uh, there certainly wasn't internet in the house. No internet. There was. We had magazines, and we didn't even have tape cassettes. Buddy, they didn't come out. Okay, they came out right then. So, But when I was 10, they weren't out. 
And when they came out, they were like $90 million. Oh, we couldn't. We yeah. couldn't no, you couldn't afford, afford one. one. No. My, my family, we rented one once every yeah. couple months. Yeah, my father uh, had to sell like 9,900 windows and become window man of the year to fucking, <laughs> and he won one with the company logo on it. I remember how proud he was of it. And if he knew what I was doing with his fucking trophy. <laughs> Thanks for all your hard work. Ruining his stepson's life. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I um, let's talk about some of the acting you've done. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, you can feel that tail coming out. <laughs> we're, around, we're around at forty-five. Are right we? Now. Oh boy! Are All right, we right. Should I, should Derek? I, should I talk faster? No, you're fine. Go ahead. Squeeze buddy. more in here. Um, sure, go ahead. The show you most recently did is not coming back, unfortunately. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. Yes. Two yeah. seasons. We've got two seasons. It's it's a, you know, here's the thing with this. And I'm not, you know, it was a really great show. The cast was awesome. John Corbett, uh, John Ailes, uh, Elizabeth Gillies was so good. Elaine Hendricks and, of course, Dennis. Yeah. But, you know, I'm working with Jim Serpico and Tom Saletti behind the scenes and uh, Dennis's son, Jack. And, you know, it was just a great crew of people in FX you know, and Dennis is part of FX. I mean, he that Rescue Me made that network. Yeah. You know, The Shield, True. Rescue Me. and But what happened, it's a weird thing because you understand, around 10 years ago, there, there was 36 channels. Yeah. Maybe 40 channels. And then you had your HBO and maybe a Showtime. Okay? There's 400 shows on TV right now. 400. Yeah. Okay. People don't stay home to watch television. People will watch a show a year later and watch every episode in one night. Yeah. People don't watch. When I was growing up, you stayed home to watch the television. There wasn't a TiVo. There wasn't a DVR. If you didn't see it, you missed it. Mm-hmm. So you knew what was good and what was bad. You knew what people liked and what they didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and there wasn't that many shows on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And in the last, you know, whatever it was, and especially the last couple of years, we got, you know, the first year we were doing overnights. They call them overnights. How many people watched your show last night at, you know, 9 o'clock? No. And it was great. But we were really worried about these three days and seven days and nine days. Bumps, they call them, where people watch it on FX Now or FX, blah, blah. Oh, they, they T-vote it and what. So now you were you're waiting nine days for somebody to watch a show, and the year after now the last year we we're on it was fucking crazy, and we got hit too, man. We got hit with, you know, there was a, the the first Thursday night right the guy took out fucking uh, cops in Dallas, and the next night was the Paris truck attack. No, and the fourth the third night was Trump speaking at the national convention accepting the nominee, and the uh, the fourth was her. Hillary accepting. And then on the fifth week, the Olympics started. Oh. It was right in the summer. It was set up to fail. It was well, you know, it's just a tough thing. And that show needed it needed its time to get its fan base and find its thing. And 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 I think FX did what they could, but you know, it's sad. I learned to play the fucking drums for that thing, man. You know, I mean if that went eight seasons, I was going to be a drummer, motherfucker. <laughs> I was going to quit this shit business and yes. go get with a fucking jazz band somewhere. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Play on a cruise ship. Give it up for Bam Bam. What's up, everybody? You know, I make all the money because I'm the fucking, I'm the guy people come to see. Can you play Can you play with one of those wire whisk things or whatever? Yeah, those are easy. Those are easy. For the way I do it, it is. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy that it got, I mean, it was really sad, man. You understand, you build up this, it's three years in the making. A year to build up to the pilot and make the pilot and to get picked up a year and then you make the season and there's a year and then the second year. So it's three years of your life. You with these people. Yeah. And then now they're gone. You know, Liz Gillies, I think she's doing uh, knots landing or de- something like that. Or, or Falcon crest. She's the, like the, which is insane for her. Uh, Elaine's off doing movies and, you know, who knows what fucking John Corbett is. You know, he's... he's He'll be on something. Yeah, of course he's always on he's something. Always on Dennis something, is yeah. writing a new show, and John Ailes is on a bunch of fucking shows, and and I'm at Acme. 
I'm back to comedy, man. Which I, which I'm very lucky to have, man. To to be able to go back to do these awesome gigs. What is it like, dude? Do, do you ever feel like these? You know, like you're working with an actual, you know, actor, actor. He's only really known for acting, like John yeah. Corbett, for example. Yeah. And then you come on set, known mostly as a comedian. Yeah. Is it? Do they? Is he? You know, do you notice anything? Like nope. They're the actors. Like what's oh, this guy? Oh, really? Funny guy is going to come and be on the show? No, it's it's harder to work with another comedian because they expect more out of you. Oh, when you set up with an actor, an actor is doing their job. An actor is very sensitive to another actor. A comedian is not sensitive to another actor. Okay, you know, like Louis said that. On Louis, he's just you know, I would always be meaner to the comedians because they need that to motivate themselves. Actors, you need to be very soft and gentle with. And it's true. So when you work with another actor, like me and John Ailes would work, he's an actor's actor. You know what I mean? So when we work together. We improved a lot. But, you know, he could go with me on that. We could go down these roads. We had a lot of fun with that. And our my comic timing, you know, was good. But we also had Leary there to go, all right, nah, don't do that, you know. But sometimes fucked with my comic ego. But he was right. You'd watch him be like, oh, he was right about that. Yeah. That was a little too... If I did that, it would have been way too much. So you really... But you have to have your shit together. There was a couple of times I didn't have my shit together, dude. Because I'm learning drums. I am I had to learn songs every week. How were they teaching you that stuff? I had a, I, Me, myself. I had a drum teacher my, on my own. And then they had a drum guy there. So they'd give me a song on a Friday. And I had to know it by Monday. It's crazy. It was crazy. But I did it, you know, and that, but you don't play the song. You play, you know, the first blah, blah, blah. And then they cut and they get right, right, right. So you playing all, you don't know how they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> I remember I got so mad at one. I learned this song. Larry comes up to me. He's like, you, yeah, there's a song coming up. Fucking, you better learn it. The, uh, <laughs> the feels real difficult, but you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll do it. And I went and I learned this song. I, I can play this song today. I, I learned the. F- it was. I just got it. I nailed it. And then that day they shot one second of it. Oh. Didn't even really have me in the shot. I flipped out. Really? I, I, I was like, I fucking spent. I didn't fuck. It was with my kid. I was learning this fucking thing, and you're not gonna. <laughs> I was fucking. To learn pissed. how to spin the spin the sticks yeah, and everything. Uh, not re- There's a real way of doing it and the fake way of doing it. I know how to do really? the fake way. Yeah, the fake way is you just twirl the stick. Oh, and it looks like it's it looks like it's been the real way. I don't. I don't have time for that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have time for that. I had to. I had to fucking learn some you know rock and roll song. They just ba ba boom da ba boom ba da boom da boom da boom da boom 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 ba da boom dum 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 da boom ba. I had to learn that fucking shit. So I didn't look like an asshole on camera. <laughs> just some fat ball guy in a vest. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, um, Acme? So I don't know who I don't know who was running the uh, social media thing the day that they they sent out a tweet the other day. Referencing the infamous scene you did on uh, Louis with all the food, oh, bang, the bang, 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 yeah, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, Louis. Louis show is probably what I'm most known for. I have more people come up to me about Louis than anything, really, because it was an Emmy award winning show. It was uh, well received with the uh, our community, you know, um, yeah. I was, I was, yeah. Um, uh, so a lot of people watch that show, man. I mean, all the time, people like bang, 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 bang. You know, it took the first year. Like I said, people don't watch TV the way they used to. Even Louis, when Louis was on, they were watching TV that night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or at least, um, I brought that up. Martha Kelly was here uh, a few weeks ago. You know, mm-hmm. she's on Baskets. Okay. And I asked her about that. I'm like, what's it like being on a show that? I mean, and I told her honestly, I've. I haven't kept up like the new episodes, so I'm I'm gonna be the binge watcher. When you you just film you just finished a season, I'm probably not gonna watch it for another six months. Yeah. And you're standing right in front of me. Do you know how you get you know how you stay on the air? How what? you win an Emmy. Yeah. Oh there you go. That's yeah. it. Uh huh. If our show had won an Emmy, we'd still be on the air. Because then that that says something. You know, forget these these shows are to make money. You need advertising. You need people watching to sell this, a group of people trying to sell advertising to somebody, you know, yeah. 
And if, you know, if you have an Emmy, it's like, oh, that that sticks, you know, and it's a great show. I mean, Louie really, it's a great show. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's hard because you think that more, you want more people, you want as many people as you want to watch it. A lot of people didn't watch Louie. Louie didn't fucking have 10 million people. It wasn't The Walking Dead. Right. You know, yep. but... You know, it was it won Emmys. It was a great show. It was well written and and it, and it was awarded and people celebrated it. And that scene, you know, was great. I was in the I was in the uh, grocery store getting milk and cookies in dirty sweatpants and fucking and Crocs. My wife called me. Louis just said your name on the Emmys. I was like, that's good. Do you want whole milk or skim milk? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm not at the fucking Emmys. I'm getting you milk. In Crocs and dirty sweatpants. Is Louie wearing Crocs? Yeah, he's wearing, wearing a, he's wearing a tux. Um, I got to, I got yeah, I got a fucking ass. So I got to go to Tampa tomorrow. What do you want? Skim? I don't want to screw this up. I'm flying coach to Tampa. Listen, Skim, you want macaroons or chocolate? Do you want to make cookies? Uh-huh. Any last minute additions? Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, you were your picture was ended up because of the show ended up being on Jeopardy, on Sex and Drugs. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of great. Yeah, that was awesome. It was really cool. how fucking random is that to end up with your face was, and name on Jeopardy? It's you know those little things are really cool. Did you, you know it was coming? I knew I I Before knew but I forgot. They asked me my permission a long time ago, and I was like, fuck yeah. I forgot. You just forget about that shit. And then uh, I got to do a lot of cool things because of that show. I got, to, I went to Comic Con. Yeah, uh, I saw a picture of that. Yeah, we did Hall H. Um, we got to do a lot of great stuff. So, you know, it, it's a weird thing. You know, you always have to. I try to tell people enjoy this. Whatever show you're on, you're gonna bitch about. Whatever show you're on, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? Or, and you're gonna get. It's not it's it's not ungrateful, but it's not grateful. Yeah. You know? You gotta remain grateful, you gotta remain humble because you gotta really enjoy it. Cause you never know, dude. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean I did it I did so much great shit working with you know, all those people on that show and we got to go so many places and do just a Bonnaroo and 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 and, and uh, we did a whole presentation in the Apple Store and in, in the Village and wow. you know places I've been where I walked around and saw people doing this stuff and here I am now fucking at an Apple Store doing a you know an interview and being at Bonnaroo and in 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 a tent watching a show that I'm on yeah and then doing a panel I mean you can't fuck with that you know so. Um, you, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, but you know, and then when it gets canceled, it hurts, man, but you gotta, you know, you gotta move on. How'd and, you get that message? Uh, my manager, Yeah. you know, my manager called me up. Yeah. They're not picking it up. I knew though, you know, you have that feeling. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of, you know, I, I actually was, <laughs> I was writing my own thing be- like around a month before we found out. And we actually sold the, the script to FX, so. Yeah, I saw I saw that. I was doing my homework yeah. about you. So what you so that you have like a deal? I, or well, no, no we just or? the script deal. We sold it to them. They bought the script, and you know, but that probably won't. You know, you understand. Most of the shit that people sell doesn't get made. Yeah. Most of the pilots that get made don't get made. There's 400 shows on the air because there's so much content needed for so many networks, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, CISO, YouTube Red, nine HBOs, nine Showtimes, nine Cinemax, nine fucking whatever. The, all this, I mean, just so much stuff out there right now. But most of it doesn't get made. So you got to just know that. Yeah. If you know, and it hurts. You go through your morning period. You get bummed out. You get sad, and you get the fuck back on that computer or your notepad, and you start, you know, doing it again. Yeah, it's like when you do an hour. It's like to not do that hour anymore sucks. I could go up and do my first hour or jokes from if I go up and take the best jokes from my last two specials and just come up tonight. It would be the shit. I would have no. Oh, no, I just cruise. Yeah, I know everything. It boom, bang, bing, boom. Fuck off. I'm out. Wah. 
but I got to go up and try new shit. I got to make sure that I'm evolving. Yeah. And that sucks because, you know, you're not getting the wow. So, and it will be there. And as soon as you get it, you got to stop doing it. It's fucking nuts. There's a, uh, there's a thing that is <clears throat> a comedian. I don't know. If, uh, his name's Tim Slagle. Yeah. And every year, it, I think it's, what, four or five now? Yeah. I should know. He does a thing called Crash and Burn, yeah. where it's him and three other comics, and yeah. they, they just did it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, you start on Tuesday, and it's all new material. And the rule is you've never performed this in front of a, a paying audience ever before. Yeah, we do that in New York on you, Mondays. Yeah, new joke night. Yeah. But you shoot, you know, you do that in the city anyway. New York City, we do that all the time. Okay. Yeah, you just probably go. I'll walk in and see Norton bombing. Oh, really? Yeah, fuck. He's just bombing. I'm just like, okay, boom. Walk in Colin Quinn doing his new hour every fucking Monday and Tuesday at the uh, the pussy Fat Black Pussycat. Okay. Seats 80. 60 people are there. He's up there fucking bombing. Yeah, really. Yeah. And then he, and then in 6 months, 8 8 months later, it's it's on t- he's killing. Right. And he's on TV. Right, right. It's just it. So yeah. One that, of the things one of the things that came up when uh during the last crash and burn week was people saying and it, I don't know, it kind of surprised me to hear is they all everyone that I asked, one of them said it and then I just followed up and asked all of them, do you ever get sick of some of your jokes? They all, all the said yes. All the time. All the time. Yeah, because the you know, that's that's what I was saying before is like the jokes that I was doing, you know, when I a year ago were awesome. In September, October, November, December. But now, here we are. I got some other stuff that's awesome. Those jokes, I'm not giving them what they need to live. Okay. Because I'm giving it to these other ones. Because these are the ones I like doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, you know, and you have your comic ego, too. You want, you're worried about what the other comics are going to think of you. You have to kill that. Have a little piece of it because it will keep you honest. But who gives a fuck? Because they don't care about you. <laughs> Just don't be a hack. Try not to steal jokes. Just don't steal a joke. Yeah. And try not to be a hack. But don't fucking, you know, don't worry about these other fucking people. Oh, it's a good one. Fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh huh. You go make it good. And then have them go, wow, that joke's great. Yeah, I know. I know it is. It's fucking killing. You know what I mean? That's kind of, it's almost like, you know, uh, there's an opener. The opener that I'm doing now, uh, you know, nobody, I just was working out, working out, working All of a sudden, now I'm unleashing it like I did it last week, and I'm just fucking, it's killing. It's just killing. It's this bing, 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 boom, you know, and there's a callback at the end. And then you walk off and like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, you did. I was doing this the whole time, but you didn't see me because it was bombing and I wasn't into yeah, it. Yeah. And you weren't. You were just phasing out because you weren't. Yeah, it's it's ready. So that's you gotta be careful because this even this will. I'll be like, f the next new thing. I'll be like, I'm into this, and this might become. So you have to tape yourself. You have to remember because there is a a process. That's a, you know that's your your thing that you do. That you need to keep doing, you know, and it's okay too. Like, you know, like tonight I'm going up. I gotta, you know, I'm gonna Thursday nights always. Let's let it out, hang out there, and see what you got, and figure it out, and kill it, and do what you can, and and then tomorrow listen to that set and be like, okay, I'm gonna do this, cut that. You will listen, listen to it. Yeah, you gotta. It sucks, but you gotta. Yeah, yeah, it really, it sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world watching or listening to yourself do comedy. It's te- it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I, I uh, have a hard time listening back to this show. I mean, it, this show is amazing. Obviously, we've never done a bad one. What a podcast! Yeah. Oh, I never listen to my podcast. Whatever. You know what? I do when I when I have a return guest because I like to uh, maybe right. follow up on some stuff that yeah, we may have talked sure. about before. But yeah. uh, by the way, how is your podcast going? Well, my podcast is going great. You know, it's. Uh... You know, I, I mean, I own the network with my my partner Rob Sprantz, the Riotcast Network. Yeah. I, we're real proud of it because we never really have taken advantage of any comedian. We've created a lot of shows from the ground up, original content where we'll go to comics and say, "We think you should do this," and what he thought this, and they go, "Yeah," and then we build it uh, instead of going out and fucking poaching shows from other networks or 
going to get somebody that already did it and saying, hey, yeah. you know, I, we create shit, which I like. I, you know, I like that we, we created Voss and Bonnie's show. We did, you know, we went to them. Yeah. You know, um, the Chip Chipperson pod, pod of the cast. <laughs> you know, we went to Jim and was like, what, you know, and it's it's ridiculous, but it's a, you know, number one show. It's like, <laughs> it's you know, crazy. it's fucking crazy. Know. It's 70,000 downloads an episode. It's. It's stupid. So that's good. My podcast is great. Um, you know, it, I think, he, you know, my podcast personally ev- I, evolves. I, you know, the people on it who helped me do it, and it's evolved from, from me doing it on my iPhone at a coffee shop to, uh, you know, um, um, Fucking, you know, having a studio above the comedy cellar, yeah, and a network, you know, with twenty-something shows, yeah, a known network, yeah. So it's it's it evolved, and, and my show evolves. It went from, you know, having me and Joe DeRosa to uh, me, Joe and Dan, to me, Dan and Joe List, and me, Dan, Joe List, and Lewis, to fucking eight people, yeah. And now it's back down to th- around, you know, it's always two people I know and one new person. I like to have new comics on. And, you know, sometimes it gets heated. Sometimes we fucking yell at each other. Sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it stinks. But, it, you know, it really is a comic hang. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I never want to go into it with, hey, you know, what do you, you know, like that notepad that you have right now is key. It's really good for a, a, an interview. Yeah. You know, people who don't do that are assholes. Seriously. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, Thank you, you. You don't do that. You're an asshole because you're just trying to wing it and it's not always going to work. You can you have the control to let it go when it's going and then go back to your notes when it's not. Mm-hmm. But, but my show is an I'm not interviewing people. Right. People come on my show, I don't care. You're a comic. It's just fucking I'm not going to go so um what do you got? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard you. I don't let's just go and it's like sitting at a it's sitting in the green room. Yeah. And what happens? Yep. Sitting at the bar at the end that of the show. That tons of people want and, you know, are curious about it. Yeah, some people hate my show. They fucking hate it because they want this interview shit. They want this quiet back and forth and when they learn something about somebody, which I think is great. <laughs> Careful. I do. I do. I think it's great. You've done. So, you've been the uh, the guest on some amazing episodes of podcasts like that. Yes, I listened to you on uh, un, what is it called? Unleashed. Ron Bennington's show. Ron Bennington. Yeah, Mark Marin. Mark Marin. Yeah. Then you read the comments about your appearance on Marin, and people are saying that they started crying. Yeah, I think those I mean, these shows are necessary. I think that type of you know that show at Marin. He's fucking. That was a great show to do with him, and only he could. You know, do that. No. Only that would happen. So, but my podcast is a little silly. It's just what it, it is. What it is, mm-hmm. and whatever the fuck that is. So it has its fan base. But I've I've helped a lot of. I like the fact that I've helped a lot of young guys get exposed, and then go off and do things. Do you record them on the road? Ever? Uh, once in a while, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to Montreal this year. They want me to do it. Oh, I did course. it at South by Southwest this year. It was a fucking great one. They're always good. Uh, crazy podcast. So, yeah, I do them. I love it. You know what, dude? Podcast, I mean, that's crazy. That That's a, you know, a fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just me on my iPhone. Yeah. You started kind of early. I started early, yeah. yeah. Real early. Yeah, I did all this shit real early, yeah. That's good. Um, is there anything? I know I'm looking at I looked at the time. and I, have to, up a I lot literally have to drop a deuce. Sounds good. Um, I'll like, sit like here and a, wait. It's going to be like a uh, rope. <laughs> uh, all right. Where can uh, social media? You have Robert a live. more com. followers than me. But. Well, I mean, look, do I? It's probably all fucking bot. I probably have eight people who like me. You probably have way more original people that actually like you. Maybe. Yeah, I doubt I, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have, you know, the amount of followers I have, I should just sell out everywhere I go. But I, it's just, it's, it's a bunch of either my fans are the laziest cocksuckers ever. I really do. They are. They, they'll wait till tomorrow. You love them. Well, I love them, but they'll wait till tomorrow and just show up to buy. T- hey, how about fucking ordering the tickets? Yeah. Let the club know that it's mm-hmm. we're doing good a couple weeks out. Yeah, there's a system for that. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I still got to go do radio and fucking kill it on radio. Oh, you're in town? Yeah, no, I just fucking tweeted it 19 times and. Put Instagram photos out and, you know, a bunch of Facebook ads yeah. and you f- 
fucking Next gypsies. Time, door to door. Yeah. If I could, I would. Door to Come door. in a week early and just do door to door with my face. Like a like a like a Jehovah's Witness. Hi, how you doing? Can I come in and talk to you about my comedy for fun? <laughs> no, I just I'm in town. Um, yeah, so RobertKaleLive.com, all my stuff's up there. Uh, you know what, dude, on RiotCast.com. Uh, and I'm going to be here all weekend, man. I'm very excited to be working this club. I mean, I, like I said, I, I'm not it's just... It's about time. I am not just bullshit, and I've heard a lot of people who I respect in the business have said this is, this is the greatest club ever. And it's they don't even say it with like being funny. They're just like almost serious, mm-hmm. like they're a member of a club, you know. Um, but who knows, you know? I, you know, I, I love comedy. Denver works, but they don't use me anymore either because I got four lesbians kicked out. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I, I I might not be though. Uh, maybe I'm just fishing. Yeah. So there you go. I'm excited about this weekend, dude. Thanks for uh, having me on. What's this called? No laugh track. Well, maybe you should add one. <laughs> Should think about that. It might be too late. Yeah, this is like watching Friends without the sound, the laugh track. (laughs) And let me say one more thing here. Ah, Jesus! I know. I know. You need to take a shit. I know. No, not that. We had a perfect ending. This better be good. It's gonna be good. What is it? I'm. I. You didn't let me down because when I watched uh, your your special, and then there's the guy in the front row who I don't really look like, but there's a a blonde hair, maybe a little red, white guy. Yeah. of course, I turned inward. I'm like, he's some. Is he going to pick on me tomorrow? And, yeah. and you did a little. So thank I did. You. Yeah, of course I would. You did. I appreciate. Oh it. fuck yeah! I'm going to pick on you. <laughs> you, you. You look young from your neck down. <laughs> you, you're really a fucking 13 year old skateboarder, and then from your your neck up, you're a 58 year old recovering alcoholic that <laughs> fucking counsels children on weekends. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, of course I'd pick on you. <laughs> and we'll end there. Thank you. It's been, a, it's been my pleasure. Thanks, buddy. <laughs>